Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Pacific Nations Cup rugby title is decided. Fiji's Olympic Committee counts down to Rio, and the PNG Hunters make it three in a row. But first, Samoa have missed out on a spot in the Olympic men's sevens competition after a last gasp defeat against Spain in Monaco. Needing to win the repercharge event to claim the final qualifying berth, the Manu led by two points with 30 seconds remaining before Spain crossed for the match-winning try as time expired. The Samoa Rugby Union's general manager of rugby, Brian Hopley, says it was a tough result to take, but there were still plenty of positives for the team to reflect on. We were disappointed and disappointed for the boys, really. You know, they put in a lot of effort. They had a big season and you know, improved all through the season, and this game was obviously the pinnacle of what they were trying to achieve, and that was get to the Olympics. So we're definitely disappointed, but I guess that's the way sport goes sometimes, and... You, know, you can't deny the effort the boys put in. You're back in Samoa. Was everyone sort of uh, on the edge of their seats watching this one early in the morning? We were sitting there watching it and you know, we thought we might have just scraped home, but unfortunately the Spanish had other ideas. The sort of countries that have come into the game now, we saw Ireland obviously have that win over the Manu on day one and top the group and then get knocked out. We've seen some unheralded countries really in the last few years develop in this game and uh, there's just no guarantees in sevens rugby these days. Oh no, there's not. And it's a a game that can turn very quickly, as you just mentioned. And we've seen that throughout all the tournaments, watching uh, games in the repercharge. Teams that were probably unexpected, the likes of Germany and Spain, and to see the teams that have been in the HSBC knocked out like Canada, that was a surprise to me. So everyone was sort of predicting the final to be Samoa Canada. I know there'd been hope of getting some overseas-based players to come and boost the squad. That obviously wasn't possible, and I know that was, on some respects, uh, out of the SRU's control. Anything you look on and think, you know, maybe we could have done that? Well, it would have been great to be able to bring some players back. We tried to do that, but they contracted the clubs, and the clubs are well within their rights. You, know, you couldn't pull a player in just to chuck them the repercharge because they haven't played any seven. So, you know, that really wouldn't work. The fact that we had a team that had trained together and played together the whole season, I think, was our best prospect to actually qualify. If we'd been able to bring a few boys in a month, six weeks ago, and they perhaps played a leg or two of the HFBC series, then, yeah, they would have been in contention. How do you take something out of this? The team has developed on the World Series this year. They obviously won the Paris League, and with a locally-based squad, you've developed a lot of players that didn't have experience at that level. So can you still take positives from this season? Oh, we certainly can. The goal, as we said, was to make the Olympics. But that team, and you're right, we've taken a lot of young guys who have not experienced at this level and worked very hard. And Damien's, I think, done a great job in developing that team and getting it to where it is currently. You know, if you look at the start of the season and, and where they are now, they've been huge improvement. Despite the disappointment, we've put a lot of things in place here that are really working well, and you can see that throughout our programs, and the Sevens is obviously one of those. And there will be further improvement in that team going forward. 
That's the Samoa Rugby Union's General Manager of Rugby, Brian Hopley. Tonga, meanwhile, finished 10th at the Repercharge event after losing to Zimbabwe in the Challenge Trophy final. The men may have missed out, but Samoa's women's sevens team still have a shot at making it to Rio. The Manusina and Cook Islands are among 16 countries competing in this weekend's Olympic Repercharge event in Dublin. Samoa coach Ramsey Tomokino says his side will arrive in Ireland match-hardened after games in New Zealand, Fiji and England. It's really um, important. So we use the first New Zealand Women's Super Series and grateful to New Zealand Rugby Union for allowing us to participate in that competition. And obviously we use that to trial players. So we had a different group of players on the first series and then another group of players on the second series. And then from there we selected a squad that would travel to Samoa for final trial in Samoa. Then we pretty much flew out to Fiji and um, it's a plan that's been put in place since we realised we'd qualified. So, you know, we've kind of planned this out since December last year. Organised with Chris Cracknell and now... In the Isatani Villa, that we could turn up to Fiji and play them, and en route to getting towards Dublin, and um, had, a, had a good series of games there. And obviously, you know, we got a bit of a telling from Fijiana, and, and the Oceania was was limited prep. This time, we were, you know, we still had limited prep um, in terms of meeting them from selecting our squad on on the Saturday, and then flying out on the Tuesday to training for a couple of days. But uh, certainly, we improved, and you know, probably our first game was our best game. And, they had a squad of 19 players. Our first game, we ended up 28-22. I mean, we didn't. What we wanted to focus on was being able to hold the ball and um, and be able to work in our defence because Fiji is a very good side. So, and in patches, we did some really good things, and um, it was all about just building towards what we try and achieve in Dublin. So, I mean, as a team that isn't on the World Series, um, like the Fijiana, uh, to, to get all of those matches and, and the ones against Yorkshire and stuff as well, uh, all very valuable to ensure you're uh, match ready come next weekend. Um, in, in terms of fitness and, and health and all that and the final squad you've selected, is, is have you been able to pick everyone you wanted to? Yes. <laughs> like I've said to many people and, and the girls that have been here, is like, you know, they're here because they're the ones that have put their hand up and We've still got a very solid squad. We've got two Kiwi friends that played in the, the uh, test against um, Australia earlier this year, and Vanessa Fraser and um, Molly Fraser and uh, Maitua Fitarika. And uh, we've got some old heads back in here, and the, the Colin sisters, um, Helen and Brenda, you know, the experienced campaigners. Uh, Bella Mills, um also back in here, joined us here. She's medicine Duwe. She's a resident in Hong Kong, so... Um, and we've got some very good young girls um, that have, you know, like a couple of 19-year-olds um, that have really put their hand up in the whole trial process and I'm sure uh, will go really well and, and will be, you know, good future performers for Samoa. And it's a, you know, it's a good balance of youth and, and experience and um, the big thing is if that youth sticks around then, you know, they'll be there for a while. We're not on the circuit, so we've got to use every opportunity to play and, People might say that we've been together, you know, well, it'll be three weeks or so, but um, in all reality, it, it's easier to be away than to work and train as opposed to being in New Zealand and people at work or they've got family commitments and that. So, you know, the thing with women, it was, it's always probably a greater sacrifice in terms of having to leave um, kids behind. And so it is an opportunity for us to really gel and, um, and really put our best foot forward in, in Dublin. In your pool, you've got Zimbabwe, Madagascar and Russia. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about them? We don't know too much. Well, we know a bit about Russia, and um, we've got a lot of footage on Russia, so we'll be doing some analysis on them. A couple of young girls in this team, uh, you know, didn't realise Madagascar was a country, just thought it was a cartoon. So uh, it was kind of cute, really, you know, and they said, well, it's Madagascar a country. 
Um, yeah, so we obviously don't look too much better, but you know, Stevens, you can't underestimate anyone as you as you've seen time and time again on all the on all the circuits and, and series and stuff like that. So, um, well, we've just got to go game by game, and um, and you know, obviously, you've got to target winning the first one, and then win the first one, move to the next one, and then hopefully put ourselves in a position where in, we're in quarterfinal contention, and then you know, really try and push for. But ideally, you want to try and push into the semi-finals and, and, and finals because there's a lot more at stake than just the Olympic qualifier. There's also the opportunity to go on to the Women's Series. And I've, I've kind of worked out that in order to do that, you probably have to finish second or third place. That's the Samoa Women's Sevens coach, Ramsey Tomokino. Fiji have one leg in the door of Rugby World Cup qualification after coming from behind to beat Samoa in Suva at the weekend to successfully defend their Pacific Nations Cup title. Samoa led 16 points to three shortly before half-time, before the hosts reeled off 23 unanswered points to make it two wins from two. Head coach John McKee praised the impact of his full squad. Pleasing that we've um, been able to uh, win the Pacific Nations Cup back-to-back. It's an important competition for us and you know, great rivalry across the Pacific. Um, also, gets one leg in the door in terms of qualifying for Rugby World Cup 2019. Puts us in a pretty good position going into the, the second stage of qualification next year. So I guess essentially next year you'll have one home match, one away, so one win would be enough to guarantee it, basically, would it? I would expect so, yeah. In terms of that Samoan match, you were able to make a few changes there uh, uh, in the back line especially, give some other players an opportunity. Um, you know what did you uh, what did you make of their challenge? Another you know tough first half for us, and, and they certainly took took the game up to us. We scored a try just before half time to narrow the gap there. They really tested us in the first half and 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 took the lead there. But I think one of the telling factors in the game that you know, I felt that we had a bit more depth in our squad, and certainly as we made some substitutions in the second half, uh, our players really had an impact on the game. Whereas as, as their players came into the game, they're, they're probably their performance dropped off a little bit. Uh, John, you talked uh, when you named your squad initially that um, if you managed to do what you've done and, and won the first two games, that uh, some of the guys might get released that are involved in that sevens camp and you might hand them over to Ben Ryan. Is that still the plan? Yes, yeah, so, so we've not really haven't had any injuries. And, and so, yes, yeah, so some, some of those players will go back to uh, train with the sevens in terms of Leonie Nakawara, Samasoni Viri Viri and Weissnaith uh, Alevu. That's the Fiji rugby coach, John McKee. The Fiji Olympic Committee is managing the weight of expectations as it targets a first ever Olympic medal. Fiji will send its biggest ever Olympic squad to Rio in August, comprising 53 athletes and 35 officials. For the first time, the country has qualified athletes in team events in football and rugby, with the men's sevens team one of the favourites to claim gold after defending their World Series title in May. Team Fiji chef to mission Cathy Wong says preparations are well advanced. We're just waiting on the, our athletics so they can qualify outright and our swimming team and our archery boys. The rest have qualified outright in terms of our shooter. Uh, our weightlifting we've qualified two places, our football team and our um, men and women's rugby team plus our table tennis. These are the, the athletes that have qualified outright. We're just waiting on the Oceania swimming championships that's currently happening right now in Fiji. And uh, we are hoping that uh, our male swimmer of Meli Malani and our female swimmer of Matwetin Bondroma can qualify outright.
during that we will get the uh, tripartite invitational places. Uh, in three weeks' time, we will be having the uh, Melanesian Games, which is the last qualifying event for athletics for our team for the Rio Olympic Games. And um, we said, uh, failing that we will have uh, the two-partite invitation for the male and female, but we're hoping that uh, our athletes can qualify outright. For um, our rugby team, they have gone into lockdown mode down at uh, its uh, exclusive resort down uh, about a 45-minute drive from Silva. The men and women's teams have marched into camp and they've started their preparations towards Rio. Our football team will march into camp on the 1st of July. Again, they'll be on lockdown mode in preparations for Rio. For the administration-wise, we're just uh, winding up our final admin preparations as far as logistics, um, the accreditations and all that's been done, the uniform and all that. So we're just really winding down now towards uh, getting towards Rio and also preparing for our, what's called our last Team Fiji Assembly where the whole team gets together and we have a, um, a final team bonding and team sessions before we fly out to Rio. At the London Games four years ago, I think Fiji had, was it nine athletes? Yes, we did. Sevens alone, there's a lot more just in that sport, but uh, so this is going to be a record for Fiji, isn't it, in uh, Rio? Yes, it's definitely a, a record uh, as far as uh, Fiji is concerned. It's also a historic year. It's the only time where we've actually qualified outright for team events, and that's for rugby and football. The largest team we've ever taken to an Olympic Games is uh, 28 in total. This time, Fiji will be taking 88 in total to Rio. Of that 88, 53 are athletes. The rest are officials. Also a very strong chance to um, create further history and, and win your first medal at the Summer Olympics. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement, a lot of pressure even, a lot of anticipation uh, around Team Fiji. Currently, it's not only from pressure and anticipation from Fiji, but within the Pacific region. And our biggest challenge right now is trying to manage and uh, make sure this pressure does not make us fly above the ground. So we need to keep our feet planted firmly on the ground. Hence the rugby team going into lockdown mode. As far as support for our team is concerned, we've made sure we've left no stones unturned as far as giving our rugby team the support that they need for a high-performance support system that they need to make sure that they get everything they need to perform come Rio. For the people of Fiji, yes, there's huge expectations going currently ranking number one in the world. That places us in a good position, but also it places us in a lot of pressure to make sure that we go out there and we are able to defend the title. As far as the medal is concerned, our mission is to win a medal. Gold for us will be bonus, but our mission is to win a medal. We have never won a medal in any Olympic Games in the history of the Olympic Games. So for us to win a medal at this uh, Olympic Games will be historic for us. Do you think all the focus on the sevens team, and I, I guess they're used to it, uh, especially in these last couple of years with the success that they've had, um, you know, do you think that might help some of the other athletes that can perhaps go under the radar in, in their event? The focus on the boys has certainly taken the focus off the other athletes. But in saying that, it also puts double pressure on both the girls and the boys team to perform to what is expected. For the people out there, rugby is religion in this country and rugby sevens is religion in this country. So the pressure on our players are just phenomenal. Now we are trying to take our boys and the girls through the lessons of how to handle the pressure, how to prepare for such pressure and how to make sure that they keep their feet planted firmly on the ground. As far as the other athletes are concerned, um, one good thing that I must say is there's been a great team bonding within Team Fiji. With our lockdown mode, the other sports have access to this high-performance facility that's uh, going to real, the other sports is going to real. And this has created a wonderful, wonderful opportunity and atmosphere within Team Fiji itself. This has never been done before in the past. Usually, each individual sport, whether it's athletics, swimming, weightlifting, they have their own training. 
this time all our sports will be will be exposed to this high performance environment that we are creating for the uh, seventh men and women's team. That's the Fiji shift mission to the Rio Olympics, Kathy Wong. The Papua New Guinea Hunters have risen to third in the Queensland Cup standings after beating winner Manly at the National Football Stadium in Port Moresby to make it three wins on the trot. The 18 points to four victory maintains the Hunters' perfect record at home this season. Coach Malcolm Marum says the task now is to take that form on the road. It was good to have those three wins at home. You now look at the next game uh, which is away, we got two away and then we have a bye so uh, we're working hard on making sure we prepare well and go down to uh, Brisbane and get the result we want for this weekend there. Yeah, because yeah, obviously you had a, a bit of disruption there, you had a couple of defeats, you had uh, the, the test weekend that you and the players were involved with and you had a bye as well so um, you know, to get a, a string of three games in a row at home, that's probably quite rare, isn't it? And obviously to win them all and, and keep that unbeaten record at the uh, National Football Stadium as well must be pleasing. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, we've now won all our games uh, so far at the uh, National Football Stadium. So we still haven't got the, uh, a lot of our supporters come along and support us. But uh, last weekend, uh, it was good to see uh, because of the uh, double layer the game before us was a initial cup game, but we keep winning and then we probably might have a full house in the near future. You have lost a couple of your most recent matches away from home. You're obviously uh, taking on the North Devils uh, this coming weekend, the team that you beat in Port Moresby earlier this season. Um, what are you uh, expecting from that challenge? We haven't done well uh, away for the last two away games we had. Uh, was against the Capers, uh, and also uh, if we we want to make sure we, we know Brisbane uh, North probably might have a few more balls from the Broncos uh, from Melbourne Storm in their side, so it's going to be a tough one. We had a win against Capers uh, last weekend, so just want to concentrate on making sure we prepare well here. And... Uh, the Hunters are typically a, a strong team on the road, and, and obviously you guys are used to travelling because you have to do it effectively every other week. Um, I mean, do you, do you put those losses, recent losses, down to anything in particular, or is it is it just you know coming up against a strong opposition, or did tactically did you get something wrong, or those two losses are probably just not not uh, good enough. The, the opposition which is uh, played outstanding games against us, so uh, they were better sides during the day, so. I don't know. We we know every team uh, in the competition they train twice as hard to beat us, and they, they make sure they they work really hard to uh, make sure they they get uh, win games uh, against us. Yeah. And um, the the tables tightening up, of course. Uh, Townsville have had a couple of losses recently as well. So uh, you guys have gone uh, back up to third spot. You're just one point uh, off top spot again after uh, slipping down a little bit. I think you're ten and four for the season. So. Um, I guess building a bit of momentum important to try and keep that going. Yeah, our goal is to uh, finish off again in the top six this year, this season. So, and uh, yeah, and we can make the uh, top two be good, but there's nine more games remaining with a bye. And uh, yeah, we, we just have to concentrate. Our focus is in uh, on one game at a time and make sure we just keep winning until uh, we find ourselves in in the finals uh, at the end of the season. Yeah. That's the PNG Hunters coach Michael Marum. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.